You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hi folks, and welcome to Let's Talk Apple episode 20, the show for April 2015. I'm your host, Bart Bouchatz, and joining me, I have an absolutely fabulous panel, as always. Um, starting on the other side of the Atlantic, to me, we have Alison Sheridan joining us all the way from California. Hi, Alison. Hey, Bart. Glad to be on the show. Well, thank you for coming along, and uh, I believe you've been playing with all the goodies we're going to be talking about. I think so. I think so. I've got opinions anyway. <laughs> good, good. Uh, from somewhere else in the United States that I'm not exactly sure where, we also have Chuck Joyner. That's okay, Bart. Nobody else is sure anyway. So <laughs> I'm not. You're, just, you're just among the many. It's a big country. It could be somewhere yeah. in there, though. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Always a pleasure to have you on, Chuck. And then from the other side of Ireland, we have Gaz joining us from the United Kingdom. Good. Uh, I'm going to say good evening. I know it's not everywhere, but it is for me. I was going to say it's 10 p.m. here. Take away 8 for Alison. Yeah, it's sometime. <laughs> it's noon. I was told there would be no math. Uh, it is the earnings call month, week, month. So there's a wee bit of math there. But we'll get to that later. So um, there was no legal stories that caught my eye. And there Yay. were no statistics that caught my eye. So Yay. for the first time in 20 shows, we're going straight into main stories. And uh, so apparently there was some sort of product released in some places. Apparently it goes I in your wrist. <laughs> And I, yeah, there was. And I, I tell you what, I went into the Apple Store, which I vowed I would never do, to try one on. I'm gonna why say, why got, did you vow you'd never go into an Apple Store? Well, when, to to try the watch on. All oh, right, really. okay. It was in reference to to the watch because I was determined that I would not be swayed uh, any way, shape, or form, and um, um, and I'm being swayed. So you put it on, and now you're hooked. I wish I hadn't gone in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so what what hooked you? Um, I I think it was um, the the size. Actually, a lot of people um, were talking about the size, and nobody had really seen one. And the shape, uh, I think, was putting a lot of people off. Uh, the depth of the watch, I think, initially was people were going, "Oh, it's this deep and it's really, you know, rather big." And I, I don't normally wear a watch. I only wear a watch to do my refereeing, and it is quite a bulky watch that I wear when I'm refereeing. Um, and when I went into the store and looked at them, I thought, "This is a classy piece of equipment, and it's not nearly as big as I thought it would be. It's just like a regular watch." Interesting. Uh, okay, so you obviously you didn't think you'd like it, and you were impressed by it. So that's certainly impressed by the um, the the fit and function. Seem you know I didn't get to to do too much of the functional stuff, but uh, certainly the fit was uh, was uh, very good, and I, it 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 seemed to sit on the wrist. Uh, and I normally wear my watches actually underneath my my hand, not on the top, underneath. Oh. Um, so, you know, I'd have to twist my palm. So you'd, my palm would have to face me. So, uh, so I'd actually look at the watch and I, I tried it in that orientation as well. And again, it, it seemed quite, uh, uh, quite a good fit. So yes, I'm, I'm, but I'm not going to jump in just yet. I'm waiting to hear all of the other functional opportunities, which I'm sure that we'll hear a little bit more of uh, as the show goes on. Well, you've just raised an interesting question by wearing it 
the opposite way to the majority, shall we say. So we yes. know that the censors don't like tattoos. How did the censors feel about being on the wrong side of the wrist? I don't see why they'd have a problem. They they didn't. I did ask that question, and okay. he said, "No, you you can you can wear it underneath as well." I mean, there's. Huh. I mean, I'm pretty sure your blood flows under your wrist as well as on top. In fact, don't they usually take your pulse on the on your uh, inside of your wrist? Actually, thinking That's about right. it logically, you're right. Wearing it the right way around seems dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you just know, guess, more challenging from a sensor standpoint. Yeah. Okay, so how are I was they getting surprised. a pulse? How do they get a pulse from the top of the wrist? Well, your heart beats all over. You can do yeah. your pulse on your earlobe if you had to, right? Yeah, yep. but it's just, I don't feel my pulse this. there. <laughs> well, you don't, <laughs> but haven't you ever had that where, like, right up against it. You could feel it in your eyeball sometimes when you have a headache. I think, I think you can probably get I, I, a heartbeat I think anywhere. I think it's the light sensors uh, as well. Uh, but they're probably ah. not, you know, they're not actually feeling for your pulse as it, you know, as you would do naturally with, you know, when you put your finger or your thumb over to feel your pulse. They're, they're actually looking probably at the blood flow and they can tell from the blood flow which way it's going and the, you know, the... Uh, when the, the pulse is pulsing. When, when the, the pulsing. Started, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they can probably tell from that. Interesting. So I was surprised as well, Gaz, at, at uh, the comfort of the watch. Uh, when I tried it on in the store, it looked like the, the band kind of bulged out on either side of my wrist. And to be honest, it does, but that doesn't feel bad. The, the no. band is so soft, it's, it's just really, really comfortable to wear. I'm, I'm wearing the uh, white sport. And it's um, – I'm not noticing the watch as much as I, – I wore a, a sport watch before this most of the time. Uh, it, when I'd go you know, play dress-up day, I'd wear a nicer-looking watch. But uh, I, I, either one, I would always want to take it off when I got home at night or when I sat down at my laptop or, or at my desk. And uh, this one, most of the time, I, I don't feel like I wish I could take it off. It just feels like it's just been there all along. It feels very, that, very comfortable. I was really and surprised. That was the, yeah, that was one of the things that I found. I thought it just felt extremely comfortable on the wrist, whereas, you know, I think the whole expect, expectation that I had was everybody was complaining about the size. And if, if – admittedly, when you look at the images, because the images are so big and so detailed, you do – I think it does make it look bulkier – than the phone actually, oh, sorry, the phone, listen to me, than the watch actually is. So um, I, I was quite impressed exactly with that. And, uh, they, you know, it just seemed to fit really well. And, uh, it, it, you know, I, well, a watch is a watch, I suppose. When you, If you ignore the functionality of this particular watch, you know, it, most watches, there are few that are going to be uncomfortable. They're not going to sell very well, are they? So um, they had to make sure that that... Uh, that worked, and I think they've done a good job on it. Allison, which which one do you have? The thirty eight. The thirty eight millimeter. Thirty eight millimeter. Um, uh, the aluminum sport, basically the the cheapest one you can get. One of the things I'm I'm noting right now that I like about it is while I was waiting for the show to start, I went outside and I dug around in the yard. I'm digging my yard up. It's just really lovely. But uh, I I just realized I have a bunch of dirt in my watch, so I just got a Kleenex, dipped it in water, and I'm wiping my watch down and not worried about the water because they say it's uh you know pretty water resistant. So I, I I'm liking that fact that I don't worry about that. Well, especially for a sports watch, of course, if you're going to out and jog and stuff, you yeah you don't want to be worried about that. So, I glow a lot. And that was one glow. thing that Very was... Good. They glow. I, I'm <laughs> yeah, assuming, that... Alison, so you said the sports band. Gaz, did you also play with the sport? I, I played with the sports band, but I also tried the uh, the stainless steel bracelet, the clip one, the, not okay. the... Um, the one that is like a class which it naturally... It, it's like the... It's a very... 
um, standard old type of, of clasp where it just flicks open and it stays in its complete orientation and you slip it over your wrist and then uh, lock it back in, in place. I'm not sure which one. I think they call it the link bracelet. Yeah, um, the one I think looks gorgeous. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah the one that's and, price of a car. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Not <yeah>. a house. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to buy one. But, but how does that try, feel? But but I did try it on, and I, it I, I was expecting it to feel clunky as I've tried watches like with that particular uh, type of bracelet on before, and it was very comfortable. As a somewhat hirsute gentleman, apparently it doesn't take the hairs off your wrist. By what is this true, and by what magic? You, well, which one mean, are you talking about? Because yeah, that's the, the metal one. Well, there's a different one. There's two. The one that I'm talking about is that the, the, it's got the butterfly cl- enclosure on it. Um, it's it's slightly different to the uh, what's the the other name of the Milanese or Viennese or something yes, place it, in Italy. Yeah, Milanese. Yeah, oh, it's one. not that one that I tried on. It's also not the one I was thinking of because I mean, no offense, but it's a little too girly for me that one. The Milanese. Yeah. No, no, no! You'll be you'll be surprised when you see it. I am disappointed it's not as girly as I hoped it would be. It's okay. much. I, in the pictures, they show a side view of it, and it's always it's always really bright, shiny, shiny silver. And in reality, it's more of a gunmetal gray. It's it's much darker than I expected. It looks more industrial than I had hoped. So it might be what you end up liking, and I don't like as much. But I'm I'm I've ordered one of those. I don't have it yet. Okay. See, that's interesting. I I really wanted the link, but I just the price. I mean, I'm sorry. The, oh yeah. The, the the bracelet was, or the uh, excuse me, the band was going to be more than the watch, which just the band didn't. is four fifty. Yeah. Okay. Now there you go. That's all my love for it is gone now. That's it. <laughs> Milanese is one fifty. Now that no, sounds like a bargain, through. doesn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I I've pretty much decided it's going to be luminous blue and just embrace the plastic. There you go. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I actually I got the same one that Allison did, although I got the forty two millimeter. Um but I have the white band and I'm waiting for my black loop, uh leather loop to arrive yeah. because that's the one I really wanted. Um the the white band is okay. Uh it's it's a little more hipster, I think, than than I'm comfortable with, but you know, it's it, it, until then I've been I've been very impressed. It, now I've a little full disclosure here, I've been wearing um a pebble with their st- stock plastic black band for probably a year, year and a half now. And so I'm used to this, uh used to the feel of that. I like this better. This actually feels uh like a better material. The fit is good. Um but it just you know the the leather loop is the one my second choice after the bracelet, and I'm waiting for that to ship. So, but I, I echo everything that Gaz said when he tried it on. You know, and I, I don't think it's too thick. I mean, I was used to the no. pebble. It's I think no. it's thinner or borderline thinner than the pebble. It's certainly no thicker than some of the the, the watch fanatic watches. No, I mean, absolutely. some of those are. Absolutely. I mean, those are like I don't I, I don't even know what to compare them to. They're so ridiculously thick. I saw one in the watch store yesterday uh, that weighs uh, two pounds. Yeah. What? <laughs> and can I just and can what? I just correct you? That Adam Christensen is is definitely calling it uh, fluorolastima. He he does not like calling it plastic because it, it, I think it almost feels as if the um, that particular band it's like degrading it slightly by calling it plastic because he's extremely impressed and I I don't know about you Alison or, or you Chuck with with that band but he he's oh, yeah, he he said it is a great band it, it yeah, is it's, it's surprising have, how by the way it, it isn't plastic it's a uh, fluoroelastomer is a synthetic rubber so if yeah. you did call it plastic yeah. that would also be incorrect but oh well I've been incorrected anyway. 
<laughs> well, and and I don't think the fluoroelastomer is what the Pebble band was. Maybe somebody will probably correct me on that. But this just feels like a, a nicer material. That wasn't bad. This is definitely better. Well, we have we, gone 12 minutes on the watch band so far, okay, by the way. Okay, but is <laughs> given that this is something that literally is going to be on you all the time, isn't that kind of important? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if, uh, but if it were important. just that. Well, as I say, I, I'm, I'm still suffering a little bit from Stephen Colbert syndrome. When I look at my wrist, I still see my wrist. Because <laughs> oh. I am in a country oh. where there is no choice in that matter. I'm, I'm still, well, I still, yeah, anybody asks me the time, I still say one hair past the freckle. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? I have a freckle there too. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I, I going to say? Want, I don't want to know where you were looking, Mark. My wrist, my wrist. Oh, oh your wrist, thank you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's a, it was released in the US, it was released in the UK and a handful of other countries, but there was an awful lot of places not to get it. And my, well, one of my pet theories, obviously they can't make enough of the things, Um but I have this horrible feeling I'm going to be waiting for a very long time because we don't have an Apple store. And this whole idea of trying it on seems very central to their whole plan here. Definitely. Hmm. So you think they wouldn't ship it where there are no Apple stores? That, that, oh, they will eventually, but I don't think we're going to be anywhere near top of their list. Well, just so you know, inside my own house, there is someone living here who ordered within minutes of when I did and it hasn't gotten here yet. So I would go back to your theory of, of how many they can make. I, okay, Being well, they weren't problem. mutually exclusive theories. <laughs> yeah, right, you, right. You know, Bart, I can't see Apple not selling. I mean, they, they want to sell watches. You yeah. know, they're, they're, they're a business at the end of the day. And when once they've got this, the supply situation, the demand situation a little more under control, I think it may not be as great an experience as they would like. But I can't believe that they would deny you the experience of buying an Apple Watch just because you can't go to the store and try one on. I, I don't, okay, I, I wouldn't say deny. I would say that we're at the bottom of the list because, you know, if, if, if you have – you can't make enough of them and you're trying to order that to more countries. I think any place that has a bigger market than us with our measly 4 million citizens, we're about the size of like an American city as a whole country. Um and we don't have an Apple store, so I think we're at the bottom of the queue. I think. But think about, I'm pretty sure like uh, a lot of the bigger states in the United States don't have Apple stores either, and I'm pretty sure they can get them. I mean, I, I would guess that probably 80% of the United States can't get to an Apple store within four hours. It's a big place. Okay. I, think, I think the point possibly is um, that Bart's, I think, trying to make, and correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. about it, is that you can't even go anywhere to try it on. Right. Um, yeah. It, it's which is more more the point because this is definitely one of those items which I, I know you went straight ahead and ordered it, Alison, and, and probably you did as well, Chuck. Um, oh, yeah. But to 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 a degree, you also have the confidence in so much that if you didn't like it, you knew full well that you'd be able to take it back to the store and and get a replacement or not even a replacement actually just take it back because you didn't like it but for a lot of people they're going to want to try it on and i think that's exactly where bart is he will definitely want to have this on his wrist to try it on before he even thinks about buying one well i'm very very torn but okay so i figured out luminous blue fluoroelastomer great the problem is the bit between the two bits of fluoroelastomer <laughs> particularly 38 or 42 and well, I don't they make it... little paper things you can cut out and put on your wrist. Which <laughs> yeah, but paper is two-dimensional. <laughs> paper is two-dimensional. Yeah, but it's the same thickness. It doesn't matter, Bart. It's the same. Okay, the but I need to have a feel of the thickness. 
but a bit of paper on my like I've been sitting here with rulers and various things on my wrist, and it hasn't been particularly helpful. Apart from the fact that I know that my wrists are bigger than I, I thought. Got to, I've got to well, say, Alison, I, I, know, I know what you're saying, Alison, but actually when you try it on, very often the expectation of where a watch will sit on your hand can change because on your wrist it can, it, it can move slightly because I, my expectation is that it's always quite close to my hand, whereas I've got, there's, there's, on my wrist there's quite a big knuckle there and sometimes it slides over that. Now, not, it's not comfortable to have it so tight that it stays in one position. So whenever I've worn a watch, it does slide ever so slightly now not everyone's hand is the same and it could be that you know bark goes for something which is is a tight fit and just stays in one position but i i would definitely go back probably once probably twice more if i was going to try and spend this amount of money uh on this particular watch yeah (laughs) part i think maybe the, the solution for you is to Look up the dimensions of the Apple Watch and then go to your local retailer that has a similar watch. And I, Gaz, I hear what you say about mm-hmm. sitting on the wrist and there's no question but uh, that that is a correct statement. But at the same time, at least you'll, if you really want it that bad, you'll get a better idea for what it would feel like on your wrist and – and then take a shot. <laughs> Chuck, if you want to see that bad, it, 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 it would have ordered one through the UK store. Well, that's a good point. I'm not sure I can actually. Oh, well, I'm sure you'd have got somebody quite close to the... Well, mm, yeah, I have this thing about wanting a warranty in my stuff. Fair enough. I'm weird like that. Okay, so... Okay, we probably have talked enough about the physicality of it. Uh, the other segue I could have made there was to the lack of supply on which... Well, official isn't really the right word, but it was like for one of those papers Apple likes to leak to. So apparently they're having a little bit of trouble making the shaky bit that goes into the Taptic engine. So apparently that's the holdup. Now, what I understand is that the uh, the problems they had, luckily they had two suppliers and one supplier was not having a problem and that that's why they were able to keep going, but that they're being more vague and, and broad brush in their um, description of when you're going to get it. So, you know, giving you a range instead of an exact date uh, for quite a while. What doesn't make sense to me, regardless of whether it's the Taptic engine that they're having trouble with or not, is the – it seems like it's kind of arbitrary who's getting them versus when they ordered and what they ordered. Because we have a lot of examples of where people ordered the same watch as Steve in the same time frame within you know a minute or so of when he ordered it. And they've gotten their watches already and his is still sitting a couple of weeks out. And so it's kind of frustrating for people who uh, are looking at that and saying, well – you know, I get it if I was, you know, too late or if I ordered something that was too hard to get. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's necessarily tracking with what you would think. Yeah, have I heard that somebody said that they that they thought that they should apologize because they've kind of – I'm not sure that they've admitted it, but they, they, somebody's kind of latched onto the fact they think that they've had, a, for a better word, a cock-up on that. It, the thing, though, with that is nobody has gotten their watch late yet. So no. how do you how do you call it a mess up if everybody some people have gotten it earlier then and that makes you you know say no fair yeah but they haven't said you're going to get it on the twenty fourth and you didn't agreed yeah which, which they yeah, just so. had people getting it early and that makes us all jealous because you know deep down we're a bunch of six year olds right and is, <laughs> there isn't yeah. like a geographic difference that they had like a bunch of them stockpiled in each state and it might be it almost seems like there might be a geographic component to it. I don't know. I know one thing. I know a lot of people have emailed me 
and said that their watches were being dispatched from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is basically where I live. So there there was a stash here somewhere. I don't know if that had anything to do with anything, but I got mine on time. So if there were a couple of stashes around the place, and if you live too close to a stash with too many other people who wanted one. Yeah, they're, they're, well, there's that too. You know, so it, I, I, I think it's important, though, to to kind of applaud Apple. I mean, first of all, this is the way Apple does things. If there's a supplier that has fouled up or whatever, they don't usually just throw them under the bus or no. use them as an excuse. You know, mm-hmm. it, they may they may leak it and it may come out, but that's just not Apple style. Well, it's uh, it, like Apple are notorious for being really, really hard on people who leak, but they do actually keep the other side of that and they don't leak either. Agreed. So that you Agreed. know, so they're 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 nice that way, I guess. Right, but this, I mean, this was this was Apple's way of handling this, and it should be no surprise. But the other thing is, I think they deserve a lot of of applause for catching this. You know, their their quality control caught it before many, if any, got into the wild yeah. and stopped it. And yeah, so that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no I mean, gate yet, so they must have done it okay. Right. Oh, I mean, which I, which, oh, which is, is a worse? Ex- Sorry. Sorry. Well, well, which is a worse experience? Getting your watch quote-unquote late or having it not function the way it should. I mean, that would have been horrible. That would have been a, a, oh, yeah. a, a PR nightmare. So yes. right now we're dealing with, with the perception that it's so popular that everybody wanted one. That's a much better perception to have out there. Well, from Apple's point of view, we can't make them quick enough. They could have a lot worse problems. Um, exactly. Like no one wants so to I was them. kidding about the gate, by the way. Um, the, the issue, the big gate is called Popcorn Gate. It's uh, here's the problem. You go into the movie theater and you and you lift your left hand with your watch on oh, it to eat your popcorn and it lights up. It, it's it's big. I mean, I thought I thought it was just a one off because my friend Pat said it happened to her. But then I went to uh, talk at a user group and they asked me what's going to happen when you lift your hand to eat popcorn. I said I'm going to eat with the other hand. Or eat more slowly. Don't 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 move so quickly. So it... there's there's a thing you can toggle to say turn that off. Which oh. I did when I went to see the movies. When I went to the movies. Well, you talk about a first world problem. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can you just not put it in sleep mode or uh, airplane mode? Um, or... I don't know if Do Not Disturb, I think Do Not Disturb It, which still light up. So there's a, there's a mode where called lift or uh, wake on ra- wrist raise or something along those lines. So when you, when you put that in, it, when you put it in that mode, it won't light up. I see. If you want it, you tap it, is it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, we're done with, are we done with the first bullet, Bart? <laughs> well, we've sort of been mushing our way Sold through up. many bullets there, to be honest. Um, so at the moment, so no one's gotten their phone late yet, but if you go to order one today, Watch. there's apparently... Did I say phone again? Sorry, watch. Actually, let's just do one disclaimer. Every time we say phone, we probably mean watch. At Covers least until all. we get to main story three. Then, okay. then we probably mean phone or watch. Phone. Ah! <laughs> one of them. We mean one of them again. Um, so... No, don't remember now. Oh, yes. Okay, so it has slipped to July if you order one right now, which is interesting because on the earnings call, Tim Cook said that he was thinking of giving it to other countries in June. So mm-hmm. it's a bit odd that he might send it to someone in another country Which, in which indicates that he has quite a lot of confidence that they will catch up. That's true. Or he's wishing he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Tim Cook says too many things he wishes he didn't say. Mm. I think everything is way too measured with that guy. It, yes, you're, I think so. 
Uh, oh, I forgot to put a story, a story in the show notes. So apparently, yeah, yeah. Can, a... I, can I say? I just jumped in. It is the thirty-eight mil one, but it's down uh, currently at um, two to three weeks. So in the oh, UK. so it's back down again. Yeah, interesting. I guess they found some tactic engines. Um, the, being Apple, of course, there is an app store, and therefore they are putting on rules. And um, although I forgot to put it in the show notes, apparently it's a scandal that you can't fart with your app or your watch. No, this made people very angry, apparently, because the idea was that you would put the phone somewhere, walk away, and then tap your wrist and make it sound like someone farted, and that would be hilarious. Okay. But it's not to be. This is oh. why I worry about the future of humanity. <laughs> well, it was one of the first things they wanted to do with the iPhone before there even was an app store. There were fart apps. Well, it's actually in the terms of service of no fart apps. I mean, I'm pretty sure it actually says that. Example, so no They fart thought apps. they'd be allowed to. Yeah, yeah. they, they said that when... when uh, when Steve got tired of the fart apps, he said exactly that. So yeah, but the, the, yeah, this, this niche is filled. Um, what's perhaps more noteworthy is that they are not allowing watch apps. I don't mean apps on the watch. I mean apps on the watch that are a watch. But tell the time. I mean watch that, faces. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not, oh, yeah. Okay. So you can have like you know you can have an Evernote app that shows you your Evernote notes, but you couldn't have an Evernote app show you another watch show you the time that isn't the Apple time. I, I, I heard a, an intro, I can't remember which podcast it was, but I, I think they, they made an interesting statement thinking that that is, that could well be the case for a period, whatever that period is. Um, but that's to control the look and feel that most people will have of the watch. So I would even go, I mean, yeah, look and feel definitely, but also how confusing would it be if there were multiple different watches that you could accidentally swipe to and not be on the watch? Well, but Bart, they don't they don't have to be multiple watches. They could just be multiple faces that access the watch information. So they don't have to be yeah. separate apps. They can okay, just but what be separate, banned watch faces. separate apps though. So they've banned, what they've banned is an app pretending to be a watch. Okay, what? but there's no standalone apps in the store anyway, so how would that even work? There's no such thing. There's only companion apps. Okay, but a companion app isn't there to tell you the time. Which probably would get confusing. Which would be using the same time, so it wouldn't be a standalone. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think that's the definition of standalone. I don't, I don't think this is a, a, a biggie at this point. Uh, okay, neither do I. No. No. But, but it made people cranky. Think, so I, I do think one thing that's that's making me cranky is that it's very difficult to understand the app store experience for the watch itself and and chuck correct me if if i'm the only one confused by this so when you, when you're looking at the watch you can't add apps using the watch you have to use the apple watch app so you go into the apple watch app and then inside that app you can control your watch which shows up on it except for taking off things you don't want like music you can't get rid of it you have to have it on your stupid watch but anyway so then you can do a search right so i say let's say i want to search for something if if it doesn't find the a watch app it'll show you the iphone app instead sometimes uh-huh. It, it's it's really confusing because you're not looking for Apple Watch apps because they're really iPhone apps that then display on your Apple Watch. So it's mm. it's very confusing how to be able to tell what exists other than featured. You can look at featured and you see stuff like Nike and New York Times and the official Twitter app. There, I, I, I'm, I think I'm with you, Allison. I think that there's a little confusion, though, because I made the mistake when I first turned on the watch and paired it to say, oh, yes, by all means, load everything on my watch. And then I had to go back and just find out, okay, there are a lot of things that have a watch component. 
of some kind that I really didn't want on the watch. And so that took a little while. And I think that's that's where we may have a little bit of confusion going here where there are dedicated watch apps and then there are app <laughs> there are phone apps that have a watch component. And I did say that right, folks. So that I think is where you, you may be – you may go to what one thinking it's only a watch app and it's actually a watch slash phone app. Well, no, no. Does there's no sense? such thing as a, as a watch only app. Apart from there the are no standalone watch really. apps. There are there are phone apps and there are phone apps that have watch apps that go with them. And then there's the built-in Apple ones that are phone only. Okay. Watch only. Okay. <laughs> you don't or phone only. <laughs> yes, watch only. Yeah, you yeah. can see why this is confusing. And and the other thing is there's there's cases where a, a lot of uh, vendors have made watch apps where maybe it was just so that they had one in the store so you wouldn't forget about them, but they don't necessarily make any sense. And I'm I'm a, a huge lover of 1Password. I, think I knew 1Password, you were going there. That, I laughed <laughs> so hard when my, my update to 1Password said it had a watch app. I really I genuinely laughed out loud. Well, let, let me tell the story before you you punk it, though. The the the. 1Password is a wonderful password manager, and its value is that you don't have to know your passwords, right? So, if But if you use 1Password on your watch, you have to tell it which passwords you want to show on the watch. And when you tell it to show on the watch, it shows it on the watch. I don't want to look at it. I want it to be automatically entered somewhere. That's why I'm using a password manager. So it, there just seems to be no reason for that functionality. It just doesn't make any sense to me. The only oh, password I could ever think I would want on my wrist would be the one for my Wi-Fi, but it's so long that I need some sort of arm bracelet. <laughs> and and wouldn't that be easier on your phone? Yeah, you pretty could... much. Yeah, it works well on that, yeah. I, I mean, I do, not, do you see a reason for it, Chuck? Yeah, well, <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's not. it's one of those things that I'm not going to use often, but if I'm somewhere that I really need that password and I don't have access... I'm trying to figure out what I have access to the phone. But it's paired just, to the phone. It's just a it's view paired from to the, the phone. phone. Okay. So, well, you might not need the phone. I don't know whether you do or not. That's, for that, that's yeah. That's where it might I'm be thinking. hardwired in there. If there's a way for me to load, just like you can load music or podcasts or whatever into the into the watch. Uh-oh. If there's a way you can't to do load that, podcasts into the phone. There's can't no you? native podcast. Nope. The, uh, I I believe there's a way you can there's trick. A, yeah, if you go into iTunes it. and you and you change the the file type from in the Ooh. Get Info window, you change it to music from podcast, and then you create a playlist in iTunes. Plug your phone into iTunes, then then pair your phone over with your watch. Yeah, technically you can get a podcast what? on your watch. That's I, nuts. I There's well, mm-hmm. well I mean, just not there yet. Okay, yeah, these are early days, guys. But, you know, to go back to Allison's question, yeah, I can see a scenario where assuming that I can load my password file in or a subset of my password file in, that I might only have my watch and not my phone, that I might want that to happen. Not often, I grant you, but, you know, that I I can see a possible use case with that one assumption. It's a stretch. It's a stretch because I can't imagine where I need a password that I wouldn't have my phone. Right. Because I have my phone always unless I'm like swimming or something. But if somebody has, has just stolen your phone or you've just lost your phone and you desperately need that password to get into whatever, whether that would be your – let's just – okay, I'll make up a scenario. But, but, doesn't, left, it need, but it doesn't it need to connect to the phone anyway? If they've stolen it and they've already walked three, 400 yards away with your phone, 
then are you not going to be able to well, get uh, any? But Chuck is saying that maybe the app is one of those apps that allows you to save some local data. In which it, case, it might. Okay. Okay. Right. And and if it does, okay. okay, my phone is gone. Now I'm in trouble, and I want I I want to borrow a friend's computer or something to log into my uh, credit card Wait. website to you know to so you log me. into you log into your vault and you you rub into Dropbox, it. click the web interface. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I think that that's quite a stretch for the purpose of that of that oh, app. Can I just make one other point that if someone's going to rob you in the next couple of weeks, it's not going to be the phone they're taking. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Especially Good point. if you're over here. Because they're rare as hen's teeth here. Anyway. Um, okay, so we don't really care too much about the, the App Store limitations. <laughs> Apart from it's, the confusingness. The confusingness yeah, we care confusingness. about. Um, there was also some really disturbing videos of people torturing Apple Watches to see how easy <sighs> they are to scratch. <sighs> <laughs> the good news is it's not easy to scratch them. But if you try real hard, you sort of can. Uh, the, do you know, the, these videos, they, they do wind me up. They really God. do. What, did, do you see what I did there? Do you see what I did there? Wind me up. Yeah, yeah um, we go. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I, I do get fed up with them because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, any product is going to – you're going to be – if somebody comes out and says, you cannot – um, destruct this or, or do something to this particular object, someone will go and say, oh, look, yes, there you go. See, proved it. Now, to a certain degree, I understand that they are probably saying they're doing this for consumer, you know, um, so they can see exactly how easy or hard it is to do it. But uh, come on, guys. It, well, this, okay, Consumer this, Reports this, did this one, though, so. Well, yeah, but even so, um, Bart, if if it is that easy... I can assure you that Apple will soon get lots of bad publicity because people will be moaning and complaining about it left, right and centre. And Apple, that will do them no good. That's going to do them a lot more harm than a lot of these companies coming out and saying, well, look how easy it is to scratch it. Well, get any Yeah, but they're not saying that, though, guys. They're saying it's really hard to scratch. Well, that's, then that's good. But what I get fed up with, um, Bart, is that everybody will latch on to these and, and they try what you – what you end up getting is exactly the reaction that I'm now getting because there's so many people that try and destroy that. So they're almost coming out and the the quality of what you were going to get is thrown out the window because I see so many um, people trying to do what they're doing and they're probably doing, they've probably done it in an a, a appropriate manner, but I, I just don't care. I just don't care. Because I'll give see, a counterpoint. Go on. Because the reason, well, okay, so Consumer Reports did it scientifically, which means there's actual data here. Yep. And the reason I care is because it's, a, I think, well, the reason I care personally is that I wanted to know how much you're losing by going for the glass instead of the sapphire. And the answer is not actually that's very much. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So that, that's good, I think. So, the, you know, the ionized glass is, is good stuff. Apparently it's stronger really than ordinary glad glass. I that, yeah. This is, this is link bait. It, it's pure and simple link bait. The guy that put an Apple Watch into a blender. Okay, well, that surprise. is link bait, right? He's, he's a guy who sells blenders and he has blended everything. That's his shtick. Yeah, but, but even so, I mean, the, the fact that, oh, I can scratch you know, an Apple Watch with my switchblade. Uh, okay. 
you know, I don't own a switchblade. What does that have to do with me? But people will watch it and then they will draw a conclusion. Well, gee, if I ever have a switchblade and it happens to hit the watch, I scratch it. You know, I, I just I just don't get it. It's just yeah, it's not worth the time. Because I thought that's what you was referring to. No, no, I was yeah. referring to the scientific test from Consumer Reports. They're still I'm horrible should, to I watch. Should, I should have known. I should have known. Really. They're, they're like really horrible to watch because someone is scientifically destroying Apple Watches <laughs> in a and sterile lab have, environment. When they're, when they're short on demand. No, they're high on demand. They're short Sorry, on they're high on demand. They're short, uh, short on availability. Uh, I, speaking of destroying Apple Watches, uh, I fix it. Also, had a go, and that is link paid, in my humble opinion. Oh, and then, and then, so did those other people I supply who I didn't even put in the show notes. Why that's... do you call that link bait? Hmm, yeah, I don't. They don't. Quite, they don't take it apart that. to destroy it. They take it apart to tell us what's inside, what the value of it is, how fixable it is. I don't think it's link bait at all. Eh, most of the iFixit stuff is, ooh, i got to get a headline because the Apple something isn't repairable. No, no, not at all. They, they gave it a five. I mean, it's. It, it, I was astonished that they rated it so high. But they don't, I, I, I completely disagree. I, I think they provide a really valuable service to knowing what you're going to be. I mean, some people get all annoyed about it, and that's their prerogative to be annoyed and say, well, Apple just hates people because they glued this part together, which I think is ridiculous. But they do a valuable service, I think, to tell us what's inside, to tell us how much RAM there is about sensors that we wouldn't have known exist that they haven't yet uh, uh, allowed us to use. Um, I, th- I think it's fascinating. I love iFixit's breakdowns. I mean, they don't open it with a hammer. That's linked. No, that's true. Okay. No, I'll grant you that. And actually, in fairness, I fix it are not really the ones that make me cranky. The ones that make me cranky are I supply, who invariably come to the conclusion that it costs 49 cents to make a watch or something bizarre, stupid, and ridiculous. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I'd have to agree. Yeah. I think think they came to $89 for this one, and they allowed, was it 80? No, it was 89 cents they allowed for assembly costs. Which is yeah, made what did they explode. calculate for R and D? By the way, I was just going to say how much did exactly. Apple spend on R and D in the last? Yeah, they, just... <laughs> they start off by saying we do not count R and D, shipping, logistics, and this whole big list of things they don't count, and then <laughs> proceed to say that this is the largest margin product Apple have ever made by discounting all of reality. The Even watches, though in the yeah. in the earnings call he said it wasn't. Right. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure earnings calls are covered by the whole laws from the Security Exchange Commission. Yeah, no. I don't think so you're allowed to, to lie. Be true. Yeah. No, correct. So anyway, yes. Okay, so I fix it good, I supply bad. Sorry. I th- okay, I think I've covered what I have on my notes that I definitely wanted to get to. So what I want to end the watch discussion on is... Can, well, actually, Gaz, you can play along too because you got to play with one. So everyone keeps saying that the interface is really confusing for the first couple of days. Is it? Can can I ask another? Are we going to be allowed to say anything we like about the watch at any point? Because we sure. haven't talked about the functionality yet at all. <laughs> That's a fair point. I, I would still go ahead and answer your question. Is there are certain things that are confusing? Many things are just like boom, boom, boom. I got it. Yeah, that works. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, you know, uh, going into uh, the, the the there's two buttons, right? And the lower button, if you're wearing it in the traditional method on your left arm, the lower button is your friends button. You tap that. There's your favorites. I can I can click on Steve. I can send a text message. There's a little button that has a little voice bubble. I go, oh, well, let me click that. That's to send a message. And I click another button to record my voice, and I hit send. So I can do text messages from my wrist. It's absolutely uh, fantastic. But then I'll get a, a tweet notification and there's no reply button at all. 
depending on which tool it is. And sometimes it's there and I don't know the pattern of which Twitter apps are, are showing or not, you know? So, so there's certain things that just, they're really, really easy to follow and certain things where I get tangled very, very easily. And does it get like, is it more confusing the first day and then it, the logic clicks in or something or? I, there's a couple of things. Let me, let me give you an example. So uh, what I would like to say I love about the watch is the fitness stuff. I'm just rocking the fitness stuff, having a great time. So right now I'm looking at a watch face that has uh, these concentric circles and they mm-hmm. tell you, have you stood once an hour for 12 hours? And uh, have you done enough exercise and have you simply moved enough? And the, the collection of those is called activity. So uh, exercise, you only get credit if you're at or above a brisk walk. Uh, but move, if you walk downstairs to get Cheetos, you get credit for that, right? So I'm, I <laughs> Shouldn't do you lose credit one. for the Cheetos? Just <laughs> well, it, it doesn't do calorie that'll intake come. at all. That'll come. Okay. <laughs> that'll, that'll come. So that, that stuff works great. But so if I tap on the, that little button, I can go right to left. I can look at activity and I can uh, look at move. I've moved 424 of my goal of 720 calories today. I've exercised 57 to 30 minutes. And now I can't get back out of this. Oh. I... I there, I, I went. I went down to get to it, but I don't go up to get back out. I hit the home button and I get back uh, to my watch face. So I'm starting to see the hang of that. But there's certain. T- if I go into activity straight from the home screen, I can't. It's now. Now I can go up and down some and right and left. I get a little. Well, wait. What's up and down? What's right and left? How do I get back out? So I, I haven't found the pattern on that one yet. And of course, the home screen isn't the app screen. Yeah, it is. I thought the home screen was the. Wa- no, okay. So the, the what I'm calling the home screen is the app screen. Screen. You're talking about when you first raise your wrist, you can have it either go to your um to to the watch face, or you can have it go to your last open app. Um, sometimes oh. even with the watch face as your home screen, it goes to the last open app anyway. So let's say I've gone into the workout app because I'm going to go do the elliptical and I, and I look at the thing and it says, okay, go, you're starting your workout. The, the watch falls asleep. When I lift my wrist, I don't want to go back to the clock. I want to see how right. my workout's going. And it does go to the workout, which makes sense, even though my default is set to go to the clock. Ooh. See how it gets a little weird? Weird and strangely sensible, but yeah, that one makes sense to me. Yeah. Or inconsistent is bad. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I've, so been, is, I've been hugging the, the answer, Chuck. What I, do you I think I, di- I, I didn't have much chance to play with the functionality of it, Bart, so I can't really jump in. But from what I'm hearing, and I think this is just a learning curve. It's just a natural learning curve. Most people are saying that the interface seems to be relatively easy to get into. It sounds like, from what Alison said, there are one or two um, processes that people need to perhaps um, pick up on, like stepping into an app and then stepping back out by the sound of it. But... Um, I'm not hearing too much, uh, and I've heard quite a number of podcasts talking about the about the watch. Got that bit right, um, and not complaining about the interface and the interaction with it. So I'm sure Chuck can either confirm or deny that. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. It's time for me to stand. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fun. That's funny because somebody said if you're in a cinema and then you're being told off by your watch because you've been sitting too long. If, yeah. if you have it on D, that doesn't happen. I check that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I Jeff did Co- have Steve oil my mic stand so that I could stand when it tells me during the show no. today. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Carlson was tweeted that he was having an argument with the stewardess about you know no sir, sir stay in your seat. No, it's time to stand. So <laughs> my watch uh, is prodding me. <laughs> yeah, you know Actually, I, I guess I, I'm oh, not. No, gotcha. I, I, well, I don't have. 
maybe I don't have the expectations. I expected there to be a learning curve with this. This is a brand new device. It's a brand new interface. It's not the iPad or iPhone interface. It's not the Mac interface. And I'm finding, I, I was, I admit, I was a little skeptical of, of the little bubbles and the little circles and all. But the more I look at it, the more I think it's kind of brilliant that you realize that you can see and you can discern what app circle, icon, whatever, you're seeing, even though it's very small, and as you move yeah. it toward the center, it, then it gets bigger, and it's like, oh, that's definitely there. So if I'm and looking for my... they're easier to touch, don't you think, than you thought yeah. they would be? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the precision on this, you know, I, I, one of the first things that jumped to my mind was going back to Steve Jobs introducing the iPhone. Yes, folks, I said the iPhone and talking about, you know, we don't need a stylus. We don't need anything. We just need this mm. and putting up a finger. And that's all you really need. It's really that precise. I, I don't think I've mistap- mistapped an icon yet. Cool. So, you know, I was I, I don't, really surprised at that. Yeah. So I don't find, I, I guess, again, I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying, okay, I don't know how to do this yet. And I haven't found anything that is just like so annoying that, oh, boy, I wish they would fix this. It's just I, I feel like it's on me instead of on them. So okay. that, that's just where I'm coming from. And one other criticism I've heard, again, I, I can only go with what people say because I haven't got to play with one. Uh, apparently people are complaining that the force touch, is, the, sometimes you need to do a force touch to make stuff happen. And it's never obvious when you should and shouldn't. Is, have you found that? Well- let, let me go back to what Chuck was saying about uh, it being – or we were saying that maybe it's a learning curve. I was hoping that the watch would be the way the iPad was where they kind of tapped into our DNA somehow so that it was natural. You can take an iPad. You can hand it to a three-year-old and they figure out what to do with it almost immediately. You can hand it to someone with Alzheimer's and they can use it. I mean there, there's a there's a, a something in it in the, in the uh, unicorn tears they used that tapped into our DNA. I don't think that's the case with the watch. I think it is a learning curve and I think we'll get it, but it doesn't tap in the way that the iPad and the iPhone did, in, in, in my opinion. Um, the force touch, I don't understand why that's a problem. I, I sort of feel like, you know how people will say that, well, we had a learning curve with the iPad, like to know that you can use four fingers to swipe left or right mm-hmm. or, or pinch in with all your fingers to, to close the apps down and get to the home screen. Well, those are higher level functions you don't have to know how to do because you can always push that home button and get back to home. You don't have to use the five finger in. I would say that's the case also with the, with the force touch. Um, apparently there are hidden menus. It's sort of like knowing to hold down the option key gets you extra cool stuff on a Mac. I think it's okay. in that kind of a category that maybe it's not not mandatory. Um, but I really think we should say some good stuff about the no, watch. No, no. Are we allowed to? We yeah, haven't absolutely. been allowed to yeah. My next question was going to be, so what are your thoughts on it? So, Alison? <laughs> I am really, really liking it. Um, I, I did already talk about how it feels, but I like the different watch faces. I like the, the variety I'm able to do. Um, I'm using one right now. I think Think, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's got all kinds of crap on it. I've got the time. I've got the date. I've got a stopwatch in the middle. I've got the temperature. I can say my battery life, and I know how much exercise I've done. And it's clean and easy to read. 
Um, I'm able to change the font size uh, to be bigger for an old lady like me. I can turn, I can set it to bold. Um, I find it I find it really easy to get it to wake up. Every once in a while, I might have to raise my wrist a second time or just tap it. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm digging the exercise stuff. I love being able to send text messages when I'm on my walk. So I, I walk with a, a phone in a, um, in a spy belt. It's a little flexible uh, pouch thing that goes on my belly. And, uh, and to answer a text message, I have to unwrap or unzip it, undo the headphones, uh, that are, you know, wrapped back and forth because the cord's too long on the, on the headphones, Bart recommended mm-hmm. I buy that I love by the way. Uh, but it's got like an 80 foot cord. And so I pull all that out to see if it's somebody, oh, and then on lock it to see if it's somebody I want to talk to. I can be walking on my walk and I, I get a little tap on my wrist, a ding if I choose to have that turn on, flip it up, boom, nah, I don't care about that one, put my wrist back down or answer with a, with a dictation. And the dictation is somehow better than the phone and I don't understand why. Huh. Maybe so the iPhone 7 will be better at dictation because it will get the watches, the watches magic foo. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, d- I did read a thing that Pat Dengler sent over talking about they've uh, they've Apple has employed a new service, uh, a company that's that's managing the way uh, Siri works server side. And uh, but that shouldn't explain why just the phone. Uh, sorry, just the watch is better than the phone. Hmm. Well, the fact that it is good, though, is really important. So. Yeah. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's really, really good. It's definitely fewer typos than if I had to use my fingers on a on an iPhone, for example. I've just this may actually right. So Siri is very important to how this thing works. So that means that any countries that don't yet have Siri, how how are they going to get the watch? I so I don't know why you say it's very important how this thing works. Okay, well that it, was it, one it, feature that I like that is not a core central feature of it. Okay, okay, so but is it, don't you need to use like you can't you can never type on it, can you? No. So anything but that involves is typing text on is, your watch the first thing, most important thing, the central feature, the the reason for being for the watch? I would say no. Okay, well, I don't you know. You wouldn't I have, have that feature. I guess. Well, you know what, though? No, 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 no. Let's not mix two things up here. I'm talking about dictation. Mm-hmm. It could have dictation. Do you have dictation on your Mac? Sure. Do you have dictation on your iPhone? No, next I say, to I, okay. I wasn't thinking about myself. I was thinking about, well, I was thinking about the Belgians. So, Okay, I, but I, don't I, their I phones to... have the dictation button on the keyboard? Probably. That's different than Siri. Okay. So but... Siri is where I can lift my wrist, and I, and when it's awake, I can say, hey, Siri... And it comes up and starts letting me tell it to do things like call somebody on the phone. That's different than the dictation I was talking about. Okay, then what I meant is that it, if you have a, languages that aren't yet available for dictation, then it will kind of dent the style. So, Do we know that's a problem for anybody? Uh, well, I think there's dictation in a lot of places. Not Siri, dictation. Okay, well, I listened to Nightwise's podcast from Belgium, um, Tech45. And they're all saying that they don't think Belgium is going to get the phone anytime soon because they're not, they don't have dictation yet. Did they say dictation or did they say Siri? Well, they meant that you can't talk and it'll type. I don't remember what name they called it because they were speaking a different language. So a bunch of people <laughs> speak a different language in a country none of us are in. No, but it means Ireland might get the watch sooner because we can't dictate into ours. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, no, it just occurred to me that you know, if, you're, you know, if your main language is, I don't know. Portuguese, which I don't think you can dictate yet, that I, would I think, probably I think your style, that would it? To, to a degree, they're, they're going to be 
getting on top of that pretty damn quick because Apple are pretty good as an organization of pushing it out and pushing languages out. So if it's not if it's not available in a country because they don't have that language um, done for dictation yet, I don't think it'll be too long. If if it's the size, I mean, Belgium is not an unsubstantial country, so I can <laughs> I, I I I would say that they're pretty you know they're going to be on it fairly quickly. Yeah, but they did decide to speak three different languages in that teeny tiny little physical. Well, area. yes, that's true. But yeah. anyway, sorry, Alison, I I interrupted you. So basically, it works very well. The talky bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Apple Pay, uh, another thing you don't have. Uh, <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> if you double tap, and, and here is an example of a secret function. If you mm. double tap the Friends button, the Friends button does only Friends, does nothing else unless you know to double tap it, in which case it brings up Apple Pay instantly. And I, I paid for, uh, Steve said, well, we need to go buy something. We're, we're, who takes Apple Pay? Oh, Macy's does. He says, well, I could get some shorts. He says, okay, let's go get it. So we went over to use Apple Pay, and it, we got a big crowd. It was a lot of fun. It was like we were from the future. It okay, was, so uh, how does, okay, so you arrive at the tail. You have your watch on. What do you do? You double tap the, the button and then hold your arm near the pay thing, and it's, you're done. And what if you didn't know to double tap? Would you then launch an app, is it? It just brings your credit card up on the screen. It's there. I mean, it just it says the name of the credit card, but it, that's not. It's just showing you visually that it's ready. Okay. It's just a. It's a picture of the card, and it says "Hold near reader to pay." Ready. And you just go beep. Yeah. Now, um, luckily, before I went over, uh, I talked to Adam Christensen of the MacCast about this, and and uh, one thing that is not entirely obvious also is that you have to tell the watch app to let the watch have access to your credit card. The fact that you have it on your phone doesn't make it exist on the watch, and we think it's because the the secure enclave thing that they did. Uh, but you still do use your phone to tell the watch this is the credit card you're allowed to have. But you do it through the watch app. So if you don't do that ahead of time, you're going to double tap that button, and nothing's going to happen. Makes sense from a security point of view, but it might catch you out. Yeah, yeah. But once you know it, done. I presume you don't have to do that all the time. That's something you do when no, you're no, setting no. it up. That's once. And you can't have Apple Pay enabled unless you have at least a four-digit code on the watch. Oh. And the four-digit code is required every time you put the watch on your wrist. If you take it off, wash your hands or something, put it back on, you got to put the code in again. Oh, so if it loses contact with the skin, then it says, yes. oh, I got, you got to prove that you still own me or whatever. That's correct. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. One, one of the things I think, Bart, that um, a lot of people were concerned about, and I'm hearing nothing but good things, is the battery life as well. And I'm, I'm okay. sure Chuck, Chuck and, and, and Alison can, can confirm that because I'm, I'm just hearing, every, apart from the first days of usage, which everybody was expecting, I think everybody is quite, uh, uh, quite pleased with the, uh, uh, the battery life of the watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on in there. I have yet to run out of battery. In fact, I have yet to run out of run even down dangerously close, and that includes the first couple of days when I was you know playing with it and fiddling with it and trying to get this to work and that to work, uh, and, and playing you know controlling my iPhone with it. it. It I've been very very pleasantly surprised. It's just it's I, it's, um, a non, it's a non issue. I was able to run it down. <laughs> I have a little more Through time normal to, use to, or? to fool around. No, I, no, I'm pretty sure it's because I'm, you know, just nuts and just played with it a lot. Um, I had one problem one night; it didn't charge all the way, but I did play with it once in the middle of the night, and so I'm just assuming I didn't put it back on the charger because it was only 65 percent charge when I woke up. But this thing charges wicked fast. Have oh. you found that, Chuck? 
Um, or you, probably, you haven't not, done it midday, probably. I, I, I haven't done midday because I haven't. That's it. I haven't needed to. I I, I do t- take it off. But again, I developed this habit with my with my Pebble. That yes, I could skip a few days, but you know, the last thing I want is a watch dying in the middle of day two or day three or whenever, depending on how busy it's been. So I just take it off. I put it on charge at night, then then I pick it up in the morning and go. So I, I really Apple, haven't tested that out. According to Apple, it's an hour and a half is eighty eighty percent. Wow. And I, I definitely have seen that kind of speed. It is really, really fast. So I ran it down uh, one day. I, I just uh, – I did play with it a lot, but I still got it to – it got to 1% by the time I went to sleep. And so that's 7 in the morning to say 10.30 or 11 at night. Um, but then now it's, what, four or five days in. Uh, last night I went to bed with 30% left. And that's – I mean I'm still playing with it a, a fair amount. I kidded around on Twitter saying it, I guess the honeymoon's over. My watch had a lot of battery left at the end of the day. And people, <laughs> thought I, people thought I didn't like it. I said, no, no. I'm just saying apparently I'm into some more normal usage pattern. Um, you may have heard Adam Christensen say that he had a problem one day and he, that he was a little worried about. He did a workout and when he took his watch off, he noticed that the green LEDs were still lit up, the ones that are monitoring your heart rate, which – by the way, I do a lot of workouts, and so that is one thing that would probably burn more battery is is I'm getting those green LEDs going. That's certainly going to do more than if you're not in the workout app. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a couple of days later, I was uh, – he said he had to reboot his watch in order to get him to go off. And a couple of days later, I was I did a workout, same thing. I took my watch off. I was at the gym, and I noticed the LEDs were on, but I remembered that I never told it to stop the workout. Oh. So – and that's something they could fix in software, I think, would be a little bit more brilliant to say, hey, if it's off my wrist, maybe I'm not still working out. And maybe they give you, yeah. a, you know, a minute leeway or something to, you know, in case you're you know, just wiping sweat off or something like that. But it, uh, uh, I think that's probably what happened to Adam was he never told it to stop monitoring his heart rate. So it just burned itself down. That makes sense. Uh, well, there will be software updates to this thing, obviously, over time as as they find. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that's going to happen. What's that going to even what's that going to oh. look like? Right. My guess would be that your your phone tells you it would like to operate on your watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold your, keep your watch nearby. Put it on the yeah. charger. Set them aside. Leave us alone for a while. Let us have a moment. I, don't know. I would imagine a little red one appearing over the watch app, like it does over the settings app for the iPhone itself. That's my guess. Pure guess. I really yeah. hadn't, thought, I re- hadn't thought about that, but it. I mean, it seems kind of obvious that okay, you've got the watch app to control the watch. And again, sorry, folks, but I'm going back to how Pebble does it. That I, I don't get over-the-air updates from the, to the Pebble. I get it through the the watch app. Excuse me, I did it. Darn it, the phone app. <laughs> so he was all you know, cocky that he hadn't screwed up yet. Yeah. So you know that's that that would seem obvious that okay, it's it's time to update my watch. So therefore, I'm going to update the app. The app is going to say, "I want to update your watch." Like Allison said, leave us alone for a little while, and then you come back and you'll have whatever new functions or features they, they want to give you. Yeah. What's the, what's the most useful thing you've found uh, with the watch so far? What do you really, what blows your dress up? Allison, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm a simple kind of person. I just love the fact that if I get a text, if I get a phone call and the watch is, darn it, darn it, <laughs> the, the phone is in my pocket, that I can glance at the watch and see what it is or who it is and whether decide how I need to address it. That that to me is a killer feature right there. All the other stuff is fun. I will say, I will confess that you know I'm not big on the quantified lifestyle stuff, but I have 
kind kind of enjoyed you know it reminding me to stand up and you know do a little bit to play the little game of trying to get the colored circles to go the whole way around uh you know that that was a surprise to me because I thought that would be the last thing, but I do catch myself checking that. Um, but but that's the feature. Just the fact that I don't have to go digging in my pocket or my uh, or, or my pants pocket or my breast pocket of my jacket to find the phone, be, you know, to find out what's going on. What it, what did I just hear? What did I just feel vibrate? It taps me on the wrist. I look at it and move on. Could, is could, that better than I, I want to ask? Was, uh, compare that to the Pebble. Yes, it is because yeah. Number one, they're definitely more readable on this screen. That's that's light years different. Um, second, nobody knows that I just got the message because it's of, of the Taptic engine. Whereas you know, with the right kind of alarm, somebody might know on the Pebble that something just happened. It, it, the guy sitting at the board table beside me might know that something happened, and I'm glancing at my watch now. They don't. Nobody's going to know because it's it's so private. And I really really like that. When when it was first announced, the one thing that was concerning me was its uh, resistance to to weather. Um, because if I was going to buy one of these watches, I would be wearing it all the time, and that includes being out in the rain. Now, it's not that I'd like going out and standing in the rain. It's because I'm a rugby ref, and we referee when it's absolutely chucking it down. And I think that's another good thing about the phone: the fact that it's I think is it IPX seven. So that means it can be immersed in water up to one meter for 30 minutes. That, for me, makes you know uh, a big difference and a, another reason why I'm leaning towards getting one. Hey, Bart, do you mind if I ask one question of, of, oh, of Allison? Um, because the one thing that, that I need to do, and I, I didn't do it because I was just trying to move so fast to get it ordered, is uh, the Apple Care Plus for the watch. Allison, did you do that? Yeah, I'm a huge believer in Apple Care uh, for phones, for laptops, for monitors. I mean, I'd, I, um, I've just got so many cases of where it saved us such a giant fortune that it, any one of those has paid off all of the Apple Cares I've ever had to do. Um, I had a 24-inch cinema display that uh, got into a, a weird fault state about uh, two years and, and 10 months into its warranty. And, uh, and I got a new 27-inch monitor full that I was able to buy AppleCare on again for that. Uh, Steve's uh, iMac, the, the power button died on the back of it. And that would have been about, a, about an $800 repair because that little tiny button, you have to disassemble everything on it. Um, I've had uh, phones dropped and replaced. I mean, I'm just, yeah, AppleCare all the way, always, every time. Well, I ask because I went to look it up, and it's very interesting. And I'm, I have not completed this, folks. So you know, don't take this as gospel. But it it seems to be pretty indicative. You can't just buy it. You have to. Uh, you apparently have to either call or do something to do a diagnostic on the watch before it will let you buy it after the fact. So well, I, I, I don't that know would what makes sense, wouldn't it? I don't. Yeah, I, I think it makes perfect sense because if I've just dropped my watch, oh, okay, I can buy in and you know buy it after the fact. Apple doesn't want to let you do that. I'm so, pretty sure I've had that with a phone as well, Chuck. To be honest oh, with you, really, I didn't see. Now yeah. I bought I bought my Apple Care right up front with the phone always. So this this may not be as new a thing as I think it is, no, but it, I don't think it, is, it is it it is for me. And I think it's really interesting and important. So if you're an Apple Watch owner and you want to do this, just be prepared maybe to take a little time and you're going to have to run the diagnostic. I don't know exactly what the logistics are of that. Um, but I, but I, I gave Apple credit for figuring that out, that, 
they're not going to get taken by somebody who abused their the guy in the blender who abused his watch <laughs> and then bought Apple Care. Uh, even with Apple Care joke, I don't think blending it is going to be covered. Yeah, uh, good point. You know, here here is some powder. It was a watch. Please give me a new one. <laughs> and it was an accident, I swear. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Just look at the stump I have for a hand. Anyway, I am going to move us on. Um, I, unsurprisingly, that was a very good discussion. I'm still jealous as all hell. Um, actually, it's been worse because I've been cycling and my cycling jersey only has pockets at the back. And so as annoying as it is to pull your phone out of your pocket pocket when you hear it go beep, beep. When you have to reach around your back while cycling and try to pull it out and not tangle all the cables and stuff because you're listening to music while you're cycling, which you probably shouldn't be. I just keep thinking, I just if I, if I could just look at my wrist now, this would be so much easier. So I, I want one, but I can't have one. Anyway, the other new product is... Um, that's what we've been putting off talking about in this show for, I believe, three months now, but I think we probably should talk about it. So Apple have done it. They have released photos. So when we all got OS 10.10.3... Suddenly, Apple were quite keen to make us use photos, including a pop-up message 24 hours after you installed the OS to tell you, look, you haven't played with photos yet. Go play with photos. Uh, I haven't. Um, Alison, I believe you have, though. Yes, I have. Um, I, I'm, I've been following quite closely all of the um, angst and, and gnashing of teeth and wringing of hands of uh, people leaving Aperture and figuring out what to do. Do they stay with Aperture and wait? Do they go to Lightroom? Do they look at uh, other alternatives? I know, Bart, you're uh, not wanting to go under the thumb of the Adobe regime. Yeah. I, I, and, I want, uh, okay, I've been looking at Capture One and then I got, you know, their, page, their webpage looks cool. The features look great. People say nice things. And I never went as far as clicking the buy button. Mm. So then someone said to me yesterday, have you actually seen the price of that thing that you're considering? Oh, no. And now I have, and now it's like, okay, fine, that $12 a month doesn't seem nearly so bad, or €12 Euro a month doesn't <laughs> seem nearly so bad to go to the Adobe route. Oh, interesting, interesting. Well, I decided to uh, do an experiment, and I took uh, all my photos from 2015 that I had in nice little folders, and I had uh, – I'm really anal about the way I organize my stuff. I've got folders for year, folders for quarter, and then within each of those, um, the I've uh, had uh, what were called projects in Aperture where I, I put in my uh, photos for those uh, – for specific events. And um, what I was curious was whether that would get all borked up when I got over to photos. So I just exported that as a library. I put it on a second drive, on a separate drive, so it wouldn't get anywhere near my regular stuff. I took my Aperture library back to it in its entirety up to my Drobo in its current state. I also have my crash plan backup and I have my local backup. <laughs> Not that I was worried at all. So I think that's four <laughs> well, that, or five that's backups. That's good advice though, right? <laughs> yeah, if it's something you really care about, right? So uh, I, I put that stuff out on this external drive, made it a little separate library. I opened that in photos and it preserved everything exactly the way I had it. The names are different. You know, what it calls things, things are albums where they used to be called projects and the look and feel is different. But um, what I I had trouble getting to in my head was that I'm not Bart Bouchot's. <laughs> okay. I Bart am, and though. I, 
Uh, yeah, I know. It sucks to be you. Uh, no, no, it's wonderful <laughs> to be you. That was going to what be I mean, my line, I mean, but do continue. Well, what, what, I, what I mean by that is that, that I spend so much time with Bart that he influences me to up my game. And that's, and that's a fantastic thing in photography to have somebody who's, you know, you want to ski with somebody who's better than you. You want to play tennis with somebody who's better than you. You want to take photographs with somebody who's better than you because they pull you forward. So I, I'm probably a boat anchor to him. But anyway, so I, I think of myself as this, you know, semi-pro photographer. But when I really thought about it, the fancy pants features that you can't live without if you really, really use Aperture to its fullest are not what I really use that often. Um, I buy all these plugins because Bart says they're really cool and I try them and I go, wow, that's really cool. And then I forget they're there for about six or eight months. Um, You know, brushing in colors. Wow, that's an awesome feature I should remember to use, but I don't. So I decided to take the jump and I've gone over to photos and I am absolutely loving it. Um, there's certainly things I want it to do that it doesn't do yet, but we're back to that 1.0 1, 1. product thing. Mm. The biggest <sighs> thing for me. What? That was a gas exploding. I, that, was a, that, was a, that was a big sharp intake of breath, but I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Okay. Well, let me say what I love about it. What I love is um, I uploaded – all 382 gigabytes of my photos up to iCloud Photo Library, which does cost me a lot of money. It's 10 bucks a month. Uh, how how many I'm years from now are they going to be there? Oh, no, no, no. They were up there in four days, Bart. I have a, I have a good pipe, but they okay, were up there Okay, but that also means days. that they're accepting it very quickly on their end, too. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and I now have all of my photos, 100% of my photos, 58,020 photos on every single device I own. They're <laughs> Sorry, in the cloud. They're on my 58,020. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been taking digital photos for a pretty long time and, and, you know, people say, oh, well, Alison, you really should have cleaned up your library first. I said, I do clean up my library. I name my photos for crying out loud, but I've also been taking it for a long time and I take a lot of pictures. I bart my photos. I took probably 2000 or so, maybe 3000 in, uh, in India, but I probably only kept about 500. So I do clean them up. I just take a lot of photos of cool stuff so i can get to everything on every device and that just makes me so incredibly happy i just love it okay we'll so, take a breath now and, and, well, and but before gaz before before we get your critique i just <laughs> want to ask Alison a few questions um I, yeah okay so you used to use aperture and mm-hmm. now you're using photos so I'm going to assume that the interfaces are going to be a lot faster and snappier because this is apparently a much newer, lighter weight app. Am I correct in that assumption? You know, I never had trouble with Aperture being slow. And I don't understand why because I never split off a photo library. I never did that. I had all of my photos in one library and I never had trouble with the speed. Um, I do know when I go into the photos or all photos section in photos, I have to wait a little while for it to paint the first screen. Once I'm in, it's snappy as all get out. Works great. But I didn't have trouble before. Okay, so yeah, so okay, so it's not more sluggish, it's not less sluggish. It was always snappy, and it's still snappy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm not right? an older Mac. I'm on a newer Mac, so maybe that helped. Possibly. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, Gaz, you also played with it. Yeah, and you are an Aperture fan. No, no, oh, no. I you could say I was the target audience because I oh. I did not move over to Aperture. I was still using iPhoto. Well, you're supposed to like it. Precisely. And to be honest with you, the UI does get me growling occasionally. But we'll get used to that. Let me put the UI to one side because that is definitely one thing which uh, initially I do – 
I do grind my teeth occasionally when I'm trying to go through and, and find stuff. But that's UI, which I'm sure we'll get used to. And any new user coming along will say, I think it's fine because that's what they're used to. So that's that's I'm perfectly okay with that. Alison, you said it's a, a version 1.0 product. And yes, it is. But what disappoints me somewhat is the fact that They've been running iPhoto and Aperture for a long, long time. They've also been putting photos in the cloud for a number of years. So to call this a version 1.0, I think is, for me, I'm, I'm feeling that that's, it's actually not a version 1.0. They've just changed the application. Um, well, can I say and, why I think that, though? Compare it to Final Cut Pro 10 versus Final Cut 7. It was a whole new well, thing. I, Right? I, and I think this, yeah, it is a whole new thing, but I still think there are there there are things which they've they've taken out, like batch changing. You used to be they haven't able taken to e- out; they haven't built it in yet. That's what I mean by one point oh. And it's, that's it's, what it's all new code base, and that's what disappoints me because they should know whether that that is being used a lot or not. Now it may be that it's not being used a lot. I used it a hell of a lot. And for that to suddenly disappear, I think ugh, disappointed. Okay, I'm not saying I'm it didn't not disappear. being negative. It's just here. not in there not, yet. No, no, hang on a minute. Those Alison. are two very different things. They no, didn't take on, it out. Hang on a minute. Hang, they have taken it out because I cannot do any batch changes. Okay, but guys, there's, there's a subtle difference between taking out and not getting around to putting in. I think it's where Alison's getting. Which to. is which is yes. what I said at the start. It, I'm extremely disappointed because they've had the, the, to call this a version one zero. They've been running iPhoto and Aperture for a damn a long time. So to call this 1.0, yes, I knew it's a, it's a new interface. But you know, I think that's it's a whole code base, though, guys. Like it is, well, it is yes. like the Aperture, okay, not fine. the Aperture, the final okay, code. Fine, but take longer before, as you said at the very start. They're now almost badgering people to move over to it. They're not. It's not quite that bad, I know. Um, but it, it's things like that. It's things like Faces is brilliant. Faces is much better than iPhoto was. It's much better recognition, but there is one thing at the bottom where it comes up with all of the faces that it sees available to you, and you right-click on that particular face, and you can say ignore. Great. Give me the option to click on more than one face and say ignore, please, Apple. Now it'll come. I know it'll come, but I was just disappointed that they hadn't got that little bit in there, clicking on many faces at the bottom and dragging them into the face that you want at the top. Not there. And it's it's little things like that which are just disappointing. I, I Why don't you just wait? Don't don't go. Oh, yet. No no no. That's not. That I, okay, but they're pushing it there though. The problem no, is, Alison. The, the, yes, oh, they, they are, Alison. Once you're over, Alison, you can't go back. That's different. Yes, you can go back. You, not just, easily. You, not yes, easily. Yes, you can. You can delete the iPhoto uh, the photos library and go back and keep using iPhoto the way it was, right what where happens, you left. What happens if I've made changes in photos? Well, you then, you, then you went, you went forward, and I'm saying you don't have to go forward. I'm not saying you can't. If you've made changes now, yeah, you'd have to fix a few things. But you haven't been using it that long. Go back to iPhoto. Just just wait a little while yeah, for them to get no, it ready. I, and I, they told I, you this stuff wasn't going to be there. I mean, it's not like this was a big surprise. Well, right? <laughs> things things like that, I feel they could have just left in there. I, I, I think mean, they guess, could have no, added in there. Yeah, yeah, it is adding, guys. This is a whole new code base. Like, as as someone who's written software and who's had to do that hard thing of saying at some stage, I got to draw a line under this code I've been working on for ten years. It be- feels like it feels like we're making excuses for it. 
And I, I'm no. Just it's my opinion. You can't change. No, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying your opinion's but, wrong. But, I'm just saying I don't it, agree. It, it from from someone who was using iPhoto and not Aperture. So actually, I should be feeling this is a step up. At this point in time, I'm disappointed, and that's that's where I'm coming from. And I can understand. I get a a, a complete feeling now, whereas I didn't. I kind of had the attitude that you've got at the moment when it comes to the changes. Uh, for pages and for um, iMovie and I thought what are people moaning about just go in and just use it it's there now they'll improve it and I had exactly that same attitude but now with iPhoto and the move to photos I feel "Mm, I think I've got a more understanding of why some of those people were actually complaining about those changes on those other applications I'm not saying I do By not the way, like. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say use it and like it and wait. I said go back and wait. And they yeah, well, aren't it, forcing you to go to this. Nobody, nobody held a gun to your head. You can no, keep no, using I, photos; I, it still works. I, yeah, and I, you're putting words in my mouth, Alison, because that's not what I said. They, they, they did. It feels like they are, but they're, obviously they're not. Obviously they're not. But they've made a big. Uh, there's, there has been quite a big song and dance about photos and moving over to it. Now, whether that's from Apple or whether that's from the Apple ecosphere of all of us talking about it and everybody talking about it's not being a replacement for Aperture. Well, okay, and but think, the OS does actually pop up and tell you to go use it. Now, I it haven't doesn't seen, force you to, but it does. I, I haven't pop seen up. that, but that is encouragement to use it. And I think there, I, would, be, there would be encouragement. People be, <laughs> yeah, well, it's encouragement. I, I, I'm not saying it isn't. There's no warnings, though. They don't, like, say, you might want to try out this beta. Like, they are saying, oh, yeah, upgrade your library. Yeah, go ahead. So the- if, you, if, you've got, if you've got, you know, somebody who perhaps used some of that functionality, and I used a lot of the functionality in iPhoto, and I stuck with iPhoto because it did as much as I needed it to do. And if I wanted to do any more, I got a third-party app, I exported the photo, and then re-imported it back in. Fine. Okay. So perhaps a step further than a lot of people would do. Perhaps I could have gone to Aperture uh, and used that functionality. But I, I stuck with iPhoto. And I'm just slightly disappointed that there are things in there which I feel they could have actually um, upped their game to actually have in there at this point. Now, I agree with you, Alison. A lot of it is going to be there in version 1.0.1 or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, moving forward. But for me, because I didn't dive in straight away, I left it for a few weeks, but nobody was complaining about these things. And I didn't do, I, I went in and then I thought, right, now I'm going to start trying a few batch changes when I started loading photos up after I'd done some changes to other photos that I'd got, which I don't, didn't have to make those batch changes on. And then I suddenly found out it wasn't there. And then when I was looking at faces, which I said at the moment, I think it's a much better recognition um, uh, software that's behind. It's a much better uh, database. I think I can find one thing we'll agree on. To the people listening to the show, before you go whole hog into photos, check and see if it has the features you care about. Because that's that's kind of what I did, and I ended up happy. You did you didn't know what wasn't going to be there, and didn't didn't test or, or didn't weren't able to find out that the batch change thing wasn't there. And by the way, I didn't hear about that before everybody was in either. Uh, but if you're if you haven't gone in yet. Check and see with what whether what you care about is in there, like like geotagging, for example. That's a weird one that they didn't put in yet. Yes, yes. But check and and study but it the, first before but, you go in. But, but there's a lot of people, Alison, that will actually 
you, you don't know that's important to you until you come to use it because you you don't use it on a regular basis, but you use it regularly in, enough and then you suddenly come to do that and you can't find it. And that's what was disappointing. I'm not saying I'm sticking with it. I'm not going back because I think it is a much improved app over iPhotos. That was getting tired. But I was just disappointed. I'll go back to that word. I'll use that word more um, more than any other word. I was just disappointed that they didn't have some of these things in, which I thought were obviously a, uh, they're certainly a high priority to me. But they weren't in there, and that that really just I thought. And it's little things like the faces at the bottom where you want to ignore faces. The fact that you can't click on multiple faces at one time to ignore that I thought, well, you know, that's that's not. The, the sort of UI that I'd expect. I'll use a different word instead of disappointed. I'll use abandoned. Apple have just wiped their bottoms with people who are semi-pro photographers, which is very sad. Yeah, well, I'm not semi-pro and I wouldn't put myself there. Certainly not. You know, it's, you, give, given how great a job they did on Final Cut Pro, it is so disappointing that Apple couldn't be bothered with photography. It, it makes me genuinely sad that we have lost such a creative company for photographers, but it's gone. Dead. Bart, I, I have been quiet because I have not played with photos, but I, I can't let that go unanswered. I, having watched uh, with a lot more interest on the video side, the Final Cut 7 to Final Cut Pro 10, mm -hmm. or Final Cut 10, excuse me, transition, I, I, a lot of the same things were said. And what's coming out the other end after a lot of time is that this is a, a better piece of software, that there are a lot of new ways to do things. Yes, you lost the old ways of doing things, but you have some new ways and you have more expedient ways. And there's some decisions that, like a lot of things Apple does, that don't make a lot of sense. They seem to be a step backward at the time. But then a year, maybe even two years, three years down the road, you realize that they're a step forward. So – I, I, I'm a little hesitant to have you pass that kind of judgment to say they're dead. You know, if you want to say it's a step backward, if you want to say it's, it's not it's, adequate, that's fine. It's, okay, and, and I'm not a photographer, so you, you're better qualified. But it, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are very upset with the Final Cut. But with the Final Cut, it was still a pro editing app. It wasn't the same pro editing app and some of the really high-end stuff was missing. But it was still a pro editing app. It's... It was still trying to get people to do, you know, feature-length films and stuff. It was trying to be a pro photo app. I Photos isn't even trying. Comparison to this. I, I think it's a very, very close comparison to, to what's happened with Photos, Bart. Because the things that they removed made it virtually impossible to make a full-length feature film. So Now, there has been one made with it now. Um, but the collaboration stuff was the biggest thing they didn't put in. So, but they did the same thing they're doing with photos and iPhoto. They kept er, an aperture. They kept the older version around, so you could keep using uh, Final Cut Pro Seven before Final Cut Seven. So, I think I think it's a really really good analogy that Chuck brings up. I think if you if you want to wait, if you want to wait, and I know that's not what you want to hear, but if you want to wait, and then in in a couple of years you want to make that statement and it may be true i i don't know i i'm not inside apple but i'm i'm very aware of how much the clock is ticking because this was announced at last year's wwdc it's now finally out for us to play with and support is going away in september it's not a long where time. have you seen that well it's only they've only promised it for this version of os 10 and i can't stay behind the OS. that 
that doesn't mean that it won't work in the next one. That just says they've only promised it through this one. They have not said it's, said it's end of life in September. I just want to make sure nobody mishears what Bart just said. Yeah, okay, but I can't that. count on them. Be, I, can't, said I have to assume that what they've told me in their support, you know, they've told us that it's being supported for this version of OS X. I can't assume any longer. You, that is a correct statement. I, I think. I think what's... I don't disagree with you, Bart, actually, in this one. I think what makes it harder is that Aperture hadn't been upgraded in so long before this happened, before it got announced, right? I mean, it was All like right, a yes, year or I, two. I, so I it have was been... old and crotchety before they announced a year later it would not be supported. And now, you know, maybe a year from now it gets better. That's like four years without development. And you just can't stand the sneers of the, of the Mark Paulies of the world that long. <laughs> and it's not and actually the name what? I was thinking of. It, it's um, I remember having arguments not on this show, but on the sister show of this show, so the photography one with um, with Antonio, where I was like, no, no, it's fine, it's okay. That hasn't been a major version of Aperture in three years because they're doing to us what they did to Final Cut Pro Ten. We're getting a great new app. It's going to be the future of photography. I look like a bloody idiot because I had faith in Apple. I was wrong. They don't care. Well, no, they did but, exactly what they did. <laughs> But no, they, no gonna... okay, if they had made Final Cut Pro not be able to do transitions, they would have done exactly what they've done. This, this is an iPhoto replacement. This is a really good iPhoto replacement. There's an iPhoto, like, the iPhoto UI had really fallen behind. This is a much more modern and nice iPhoto replacement. This isn't 10% of an Aperture replacement. Mm. Okay, okay, then, then Bart, if, if you feel that way, then move on. I have to. I have no choice. And what's really annoying me is I've now been looking at the alternatives, and none of them are as good as Aperture. Let's just stay with Aperture. But I, it's a dead end. I'm on a you, road that I know has a cliff at the end. I have to. Well, move. Wait, a minute, wait a minute. You can't have it both ways. You, you you either stay with Aperture because it's a superior product for what you want to do, and and maybe I know you don't want to hear this, but maybe even dedicate a machine dedicate a machine to it to stay at that at whatever level OS yeah, is required. I, Okay, I'm going to give it, give myself my own advice. Don't try to swim upstream. It just it's it's even worse. Well, then then so you're saying you could transfer to an inferior product by Apple or you could transfer to an inferior product or products by another manufacturer is what I'm hearing you say. Well, realistically speaking, I think it's it's the Adobe route and Lightroom is almost is is nice. It's it's 90% of what I want. Photos is Okay, it's probably twenty five or thirty percent, but it's it's very. How much time have you spent in it, Bart? Not a lot because it doesn't even have the. It, it's. I mean, I'm it's, just, it's I'm like giving saying... someone a go kart instead of a car. It's it, it's not a matter of spending time. It's just missing all of the crucial stuff. If I can't brush, I can't work. It, it's I. Okay, it's no. Okay, move on then. No, it's, <laughs> use something else. But it, it, my biggest point was I'm not you, and I think a lot of people are. Oh, absolutely. You, don't use a lot of the stuff, and so we should look at. Everybody needs to look at what they need to use in it, and then decide what which the right path is for them. This is not a doesn't need to be a religious war. Oh no, completely. I mean, I, I am not saying that. Like, I I think Apple don't care about the means of the world, but that doesn't mean that they haven't made a great product for the infinitely larger in number people who are not me like i, I know what they're doing they're, they're doing a great product for people who were not me it's just i've just been left out it's annoying that's all anyway i'm going to move us on because we spent much too much time and i was actually going to say nothing and 
Then I started thinking about it, and it just makes me cranky. So I'm going to move on. So the other bit of uh, Apple news then, our third main story, is the 2015 quarter two earnings call. I'm going to quickly run through the numbers, and then we can get to the interesting stuff. So uh, revenue of $58 billion, with a B, which is up from $45.6 billion with a B last year. Sorry, year ago quarter, so the same quarter last year. Profits $13 billion. Uh, which is $2.33 per diluted share, or it was t- only, 10, only $10 billion last year. Uh, gross margins of 40%, sorry, 408 so almost 41%. And uh, an interesting number I don't remember seeing before, 69% of revenue was from not America, so from us and the rest of the world. 61.2 million iPhones, 12.6 million iPads, and 4.6 million Macs. So they're, they're the big impressive numbers. Yeah, do you, and their shares went up after this, so they they must be doomed. Right, because they're supposed no, to go they plummeted. down. Oh, did they? They plummeted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. went down. No, yeah, but immediately <laughs> after, they normally go straight down, but they actually went up. And the, yeah, 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 that was so, frightening. Either way, they're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. I love the Mac numbers. That's what made me really happy. They <laughs> yeah. said they went up 10% in a market that's shrinking 7%. That was really fun. Which, yeah, so can you make that into, that must be like a 20% growth sort of kind of. 17? I don't know. Yeah. No, that is interesting, but I we probably have to talk about the one number that is not like the other numbers. So everything, like everything, revenue up, profit up, margins up, iPhones up, Macs up. The one number that was not up was iPads, which was down 23%. It made too good a product. <laughs> yep. Elaborate. Let's replace theirs. Who uses theirs every day and yet hasn't had to replace it in years? Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah, yeah okay, me. Yeah, mm-hmm. they made a fantastic product there, and I, I, I just think the turnaround on that is, uh, is, is just a slower burn. Um, they're not going to give up on those. <laughs> they're twelve point six million iPads they sold. They're not going to be giving up on the iPads. It is a True. fantastic product. Okay. And there's, but there's been a lot of hay made about the iPhone. The larger iPhones are cannibalizing the iPads. Uh, which I, I, I think is probably true because I've had people maybe, ask me, maybe, you yeah, know, maybe. ask me, oh, well, do you still use an iPad because you've got the bigger phone? It's like, yes, you know, I, I do. I see them as two different devices. Okay. Sure, there's some overlap, but they're different devices. But And those iPad numbers are down, but obviously how many how many of the larger iPads are still selling? I'd, lo- I'd love to see the larger iPad numbers versus the iPad mini numbers. And I think that's where the big the big drop-off may be. Well, if, if okay, so iPhones are at sixty-one point two million, and they're up forty percent, and the iPads are at twelve point six million, down a, nearly a quarter. But even if only like a, a small amount of those iPhones were cannibalizing the iPads, that would give you this kind of number, wouldn't it? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Or actually, okay, so the more I mean, important I think thing to do, I think they've admitted that though as well. Sure. They, they've said that they know that it, it's cannibalizing some of the the iPad sales, but I don't think they're going to be worried about that. And it's it no, a, sorry, the point I was badly making was that they shouldn't be worried because if you take the number of iPhones plus the number no, of iPads, correct, add them correct. up, and the trajectory yeah. is skyward. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I think there is a downward movement for iPad sales. There is still a downward movement for iPad sales, but it, it's it's. I, yeah, I don't think they're. Too yeah, but not for that. iOS device sales. So maybe no, we're no, 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 it down no, too much. No, agreed, agreed, agreed. But what's going to happen when the, when another version of the iPad comes out with a, a significant upgrade? Now, whether that's I don't, you know you can, <laughs> twelve inch, you can, well, twelve inch 
tactic response, or excuse me, pardon Ooh. me, force touch, force touch. Ooh. You know, there are a lot of things that, that could happen to an iPad, maybe not in the next iteration, but maybe at some point. You know, I think I, I, I've, I've had, talked to a lot of people who just didn't find the last version of the iPad compelling enough to upgrade. That It wasn't compelling enough for them to leave and go to another platform. It's just they were quite happy with what they had. So their, Apple has to find a level, force a level of dissatisfaction for not having whatever the next greatest set of features is. That's sort of the key. And what that set of features is, I wish I knew. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have an iPad Air, and the, the Touch ID was almost enough for me to move. But I know someone who's got an iPad 2, iPad 2, and they're perfectly happy with it. Fantastic devices. And that's, you know, they've almost created too good a device. Yeah, no, I can't can argue with that. Um. Any other thoughts on the call? Or, or sorry, on the results, etc. Um, just the fact that the, China China came in this time, and that probably was one of the things contributing to the overseas sixty nine percent. Yeah, yeah. You know that. So whether that can be replicated or whether that will just fold in, it once again this just seems like up and up and up, and it can't continue. And as soon as it doesn't continue, then the, the sky the analysts, is falling, doomed. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, the more times we can say, folks, you know, this is fantastic, but it's, it just can't keep up. There just aren't that many markets to continue to open up, except, of course, Ireland and BART and all that. <laughs> I just want a store. Let me give get a store and then I can go buy more stuff. Anyway. I, no, did, it, I, I did want – one other point was I was thinking about it as um, – Samsung continues to make the low-end phones and make a gazillion of them. I know their their mm-hmm. profits down, but it seems like the combination of them doing that might be helping Apple. With uh, they said that they've got had more switchers uh, than ever before, and so I'm picturing people want a smartphone, they buy a cheap. You know, we'll call it cruddy because this is an Apple focused show. We're allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of them people listening anyway. It's fine. A cruddy Samsung phone, and then they go, "Well, I like the idea, but what I really wanted was an iPhone." And then they move into the uh, into the Apple uh, uh, sphere. Yeah, makes sense. So they're providing a service to Apple. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, I'll buy that ish. <laughs> now, I'm just thinking yeah. it's kind of a strange problem to have, but this is a monthly show, which means that every three t- no, every four no, every three shows there's an Apple earnings call because they happen four times a year. And I've run out of ways to say that this is a really good earnings call. What an interesting problem to have. You know, how, how do you do justice to how brilliant these numbers are every every third show? <laughs> I, you, you can't any more than it can continue. Hmm? Sooner or later, there's going to be a call that's going to be it's it's not going to be another record, and that's and that's going to be okay. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's interesting. Like, Samsung are getting into a lot of trouble. Be- well, not trouble, but they're like getting a lot of bad press because the amount of profit they're making is falling. Now, they're not losing any money, right? They're just not making as much profit as they used to, and that's, that, that is really, really being held against them. So imagine if Apple even just stopped growing, let alone started shrinking. Anyway. Uh Yes, apologies for that. I, I, that I, yeah, I did mute myself after I did that first cough. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't hear anything. 
I, yeah. I was I was going to say actually that uh, I think it's still interesting that they they're still wanting to buy back shares uh, to give themselves more more power to perhaps do what they want. Well, it's a way of expressing confidence, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And one other point too that I think is interesting, and I don't see it quoted here in the show notes, but there's a t- statistic out there somewhere that says that. Samsung is maybe gaining in a certain amount of market share, but they're losing money doing it, which I think sums up Apple to to the best degree. They don't want to be the the top market share at the expense of profit and flexibility, and the flexibility that that profit gives them. Yeah, and and I really like that because to me that means they're going to be around. I I can't help but wonder if Sam at what point. Do you decide that I'm not going to lose any more money on these devices, even though I've got a huge market share? I mean, you know, we, we can all lose money in, you know, the, the old saying, you know, lose money and make it up in volume. Uh, it doesn't quite work like that. Like that. So I, I'm not suggesting that Samsung, Samsung is going to pull out of the market anytime soon, but it, it doesn't give them money to feed back into new products, research and development and those kind of things. It's not a platform I care to support. No, it's definitely easier to be the one who's making the money but not necessarily winning the quote-unquote quantity war. You're much better off having a bigger margin and selling less. Yeah. Although the analysts still have this religion I, of volume, which uh, market share, which I think I might it might be Microsoft's fault from the 90s. I, I do think actually going back to your statement about um, how can you make uh, it interesting every third month uh, mm-hmm. With the earnings call, I think you're going to have fun at the next earnings call because everyone's going to try and decipher just how many watches they've sold, which they've made impossible to do by mushing the watch in with loads of other products. So that'll be yeah, that'll be some interesting suit saying. So we shall see. Um, unless anyone else wants to jump in, I'm going to move us on to the next story. And this is kind of a short one, just to to note it, just sort of to stick a flag in it, because we talked a lot uh, quite a few months ago about currency slash MCX, this alternative to Apple Pay being put together by some of the bigger retailers and this whole notion that there was an exclusivity thing. Interesting news this month. Um, Apparently Best Buy are going to do Apple Pay even though they're a member of currency. So it would appear that cracks have emerged. And this is a surprise because? Well, (laughs) because you weren't supposed to be allowed to do that. According to currency's terms. Mm, that's I read right. that there was an exclusive period and that this might be the indication that the exclusive period has uh, gone away. But I did talk oh. to somebody who went into a Best Buy store after that story came out and they have not set their terminals to allow that to happen yet. So it looks like it might just be online for now. Okay. Well, interesting. I checked at CVS this week, uh, who is also part of the currency consortium thing, and they have not changed. They do have their new terminals, though, so they have that little uh, NFC thing just tempting me to tap it, but nothing happens. Well, they won't accept your tapping. Yeah. Uh, The other story about Apple Pay that I don't know if it's a big story or not, because over in Europe, Discover is a non-entity. But is Discover coming to Apple Pay a big deal? I think it is just because, well, you're right. I know people that use Discover exclusively. I think it is because it just means now that all the top financial institutions, all the top, excuse me, credit institutions in the U.S. are now on board. There's nobody that's not, so. Now you just got to get it over to this country. 
That's to be my mantra for today, isn't it? I just want everything in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about Bert, and it's, it's all about me. Know. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, well, it is your show, Bart. So um, I think <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Um, uh, unless anyone has anything else, I didn't. I'm going to jump us into our last story, which is from Microsoft. This is just kind of weird because it makes my head explode. So in order to get people to write apps for their new Windows 10 stuff. They're going to let you write them in Objective-C and basically cross-compile your Apple apps into your Windows phones. And also they're going to take some Java code so you can take those Android apps and mush them over into Windows too. Did anyone see this coming? I didn't know about it. Um, now, there is a little bit more news that happened when Build was going on. So it probably it still counts, except mm-hmm. I don't think it broke until today, um, that they're also going to do Swift. Oh, good, because that was a bit of an obvious... I was like, but why are Microsoft going to Objective-C when Apple are just saying toodle-pip to that? Yeah, apparently they weren't allowed to... Uh, they weren't supposed to have said it, but somebody did in an huh. official, rather official capacity, and so they said, okay. Interesting. And yeah. Just the, the thought of Microsoft... Well, actually, no, there's two thoughts. So the thought of Microsoft needing to take apps from other people is kind of mind-blowing, if you remember the 90s. But there is no earthly way on this planet that Balmer would ever have agreed to do this so it's kind I of i love the new microsoft yeah it's, it's awesome. a much better it's a much better uh, microsoft now much better and you know the, i i think that and they've got to take this stance uh but everyone else is doing it you know you, you've got to be able to be available everywhere because people do mix and match a lot my big worry though so okay so on the one hand it's very interesting to see microsoft doing something so on micro so so on Stereotypically Microsoft. Yes, yeah, we've got to get used to the new Microsoft because it's very obvious that there is a new Microsoft. It's like uh, it's a new Apple, really, if we're honest. To some extent. I mean, it, it, was, it was interesting when Paul Throat said that if you want the best Microsoft apps, you should be on iOS, which is very strange for a Windows person to say. But no, what worries me a little, though, is generally speaking the experience from a cross-compiled app like this is not a good user experience because the ui may not be in keeping with the rest of your os particularly in the case of the java code it may be a bit of a battery hug and is it good for windows to end up with a whole bunch of subpar apps that don't really fit in with the windows ecosystem no and i think that's why i think they're doing it right and they're doing it well because they understand it's got to be done that way I would never have thought that I was going to use OneNote. I use it on Windows. I use it on my iOS. I use it on the Mac. And I feel that I'm looking at the same application. So I, I just I think it's, it's great. Well done, Microsoft. Okay. Well, we have gone on way too long. I got a show to do really soon. I kind of got to get jamming here, Bart. Have you, okay, have you got two minutes for outros, or do we just literally say goodbye and run? <laughs> we can do outros if we make it crisp. Okay, we can do crisp. Um, there were other quick stories, but I'll leave those to the readers to go read in the show notes over at letstashtalk.ie. Perfect. Uh, okay, so band panel, thank you very much, especially for sticking through a bit of a marathon show. Trust Apple to go and do lots of cool stuff in one month. How dare they? Um, Unless somebody write in, I know I did a lot of the talking, so. <laughs> that is true. 
But anyway, it's always good to have you on. So uh, in reverse order, and I don't remember what order I went in, I, I think Gaz was last. Gaz? <laughs> Correct, yeah. Okay, can you plug some things you do and let people know where you hang out on the internet? Very easy, uh, gazmaz.com, uh, on the Twitters, uh, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. But I'm going to very quickly, uh, Alison mentioned it at the start, maxdocconferenceandexpo.com. Go over to there and also the Midwest Mac barbecue, go over there. I'm coming across. I'm going to meet you guys. Great stuff. Yeah, Chuck's going to be there, and I'm going to be there, and it Super. sucks to be Bart. This <laughs> <laughs> really has been the theme of this week's show, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Bart. Uh, but yeah, we will all be there. It's in Chicago on June 20th. Yep. Excellent. And did you plug your brilliant show on this very same stoplight network? Yeah, mymac.com with Guy Searle. Yes, we have a blast. We have a laugh. And yeah. Go, and go people list. are going to hear a bumper for your show in a bit. 20 seconds from now. Thank you very much. Yeah, and it's going to be you guys doing something daft. I can I promise that. I don't know what a bumper I'm going to use, but I can promise that. <laughs> Chuck, thank you for joining us. And what would you like to let the listeners know about? Hey, Bart, it's always great to be here. Um, MacVoices.com, that's where I'm doing my thing. Uh, you can check out everything. I'm, I'm about to wrap up, as we record this, uh, releasing interviews from NAB and New Media Expo and the Super Meet, uh, and then our schedule will be back to normal. And I'll be joining Allison and Gaz at uh, the Midwest Mac Barbecue and Mac Stock. So definitely, there's just another reason to come. Cool. Everybody's invited. Cool. Allison? Do you want to plug your wonderful show you're about to go record? Sure. I do the No Silicast Mac podcast hosted at podfeet.com, a technology geek podcast with an ever so slight Macintosh bias every other week starring the venerable Bart Shots. You can find that at podfeet.com if I didn't say that. Excellent. Thank you, Alison. Um, just very, very quickly, uh, you will find full show notes for this show at lets-talk.ie where you'll find two very large buttons that say support the show. Please support the show. Thank you. Um, and I've been Bart Bouchot, so you can find me at bartb.ie. And until next time, happy computing. You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. So, guess... Sorry, I'm just boogieing out to that. You know, well, that's playing. It is, you know, I'm shaking it is my so head. Catchy. I'm shaking my ass. Ass. Mm. <laughs> I'm shaking my ass. Ass. I'm shaking my ass. <laughs> ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys, joke. Guys, joke. Mostly clean. I do have a tip for you. It's a very, very quick one. That's why we've been going on about nothing. Oh, no change there. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm interrupting Can I do you this again. tip? I'll be, yes, I'll be quiet now. Gaz's tips. Guys jokes. Only. Thank goodness. On the My Mac podcast.